This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. You're listening to Women Road Warriors with host Shelly Johnson and Kathy Takaro, where we work to inspire and empower women in trucking, in the trades, and everywhere. I'm Shelly, and I'm Kathy. We like to feature women who've made inroads into industries where women have often been excluded, and today we have a wonderful guest on the show. Heinricher Racing was founded in 2013 by Jackie Heinricher, better known in international racing circles as Racer Jackie. She's an accomplished driver who owns multiple podiums. She's a visionary both on and off the racetrack. She launched Bushute Technology, a successful biotechnology firm from her garage in 1998. In 2019, she formed a partnership with Caterpillar to bring the first full-season all-female team of drivers to the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. In 2017, Jackie became the first female driver in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo of North America Series. She's also raced in the Jim Russell F3 Series, BMW Pro 5 Series NW, World FIA Rally Series, Ferrari IMSA FIA, and Formula 3. For Jackie, establishing an all-female team was serious business. She worked hard to bring the top driving women in the world together. She also invested significant time and effort to bring major sponsors on board like Caterpillar and later ExxonMobil. We have Jackie Heinricher on the show with us today, and we couldn't be more excited. Welcome, Jackie. You've been a tremendous champion for women and a woman road warrior in your own right. We want to learn more. Well, Kathy and Shelley, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, it's wonderful having you on the show. I was wondering, how did all this get started? Did you always dream of racing? No, I actually came to racing late in life. Um, I was running my biotech company and and got into it, uh, got into racing, I should say, and really got inspired. It was a different kind of challenge. And as a CEO, it, uh, it, it afforded me a moment to concentrate on the track as opposed to think of the you know, the glass bead on the floor at my company. So it, it really inspired me and I, I became passionate about racing and started racing all kinds of cars. Well, you're a wonderful example. There's a quote on your website I love. The car can't tell the difference between a female and a male driver, but the next generation of women can. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, I mean, thank you. It's it's true. And, you know, motorsports is one of the most male-dominated sports globally, um, both drivers and team owners in particular, teams in general. Um, and, it, you know, we all know how to drive a car. It just, as I was racing, it occurred to me that maybe I could switch hats and become an owner uh, and find the right partnerships to be able to um, help professional female drivers come together to challenge some of the big championships. And that's not an easy thing to do. Um, and it, it really comes down to, to, you know, obviously funding, but it also comes down to somebody really trying to guide the ship, if you will, so it was really exciting for me to try to do that um, and to bring 
equality, diversity and inclusion to the grittiest lane on earth, which is pit lane. Why has it been so difficult in, in race car circuits for women to make inroads? Are, are they just kind of treated as second class or what, what happens there? Well, you know, it's, yeah, I guess if you look at racing in general, it has always more or less, although there are famous female drivers, mm-hmm. um, like Shirley Muldowney, I mean, yep. uh, Shirley Jenna Guthrie, yep. uh, you know, Michelle Monton. I mean, there are women who have made, uh, you know, Danica Patrick. Yeah. There's a lot of stories of, of very significant success in racing. But percentage-wise, um, it you know the diversity side of racing, whether you're a woman or or you know you're you're black or Hispanic, it's just it's something that hasn't really been supported in a way that is successful. Mm-hmm. Um, there is there are programs, um, but but I but you know there's so few people that make it to the top leagues. Part of that is sponsorship and you know sponsorship is hard it regardless of your gender right because you're asking for free money yep um you're working for it but uh but and that's one of the hardest things to do is to get that kind of support um often companies don't see women as bankable so uh from an investment perspective while the big teams get a lot of big investments, very hard for, for women to acquire the same kind of investments. And that's partly because the history of all the relationships are there and in place. And mainly those are, are the, the folks that have been in the racing circuits and generally they're predominantly male. So busting into that is no small feat. Now there are you know, women coming up and, and doing great things in racing. But again, um, if you look at the sport in general, they're, they're clearly a minority. If you look at women owners, they don't exist. That does not exist. And that's the barrier I'm trying to shatter at this point. I think that's wonderful. And you're giving women an opportunity because let's face it, to gain prominence in the industry, you have to have good backers. And it, it does seem uh, that it doesn't favor women. Is, is there some sort of a misconception that women don't have the endurance or the skill? Or why is that, that they're not bankable, like you said? That's the perception. Well, you know, in any sport, I think, you know, it, it, there's so many, gosh, there's so many barriers all the way around. I mean, here are some of the excuses. You don't have enough of a social media following. Um, you're not winning. You know, it's, it's interesting because if you look at, you could just look at NASCAR, for instance, and look at the 10 guys at the bottom of the pack. They still have large sponsorships, so they're not at the top. And so for women, it seems to me the field goal keeps being moved. So you get into the top five, but you didn't win. So now you're not <laughs> investable yeah. or you, you know, there's always that, that sliding strange shell game going on. And, and I guess what, look, nobody has probably, I mean, I could write a book about my journey through corporate America probably nobody has worked as hard as I have to 
try to engage companies to get this effort rolling um, and continue rolling. Because I feel like if women are going to succeed in the sport, it's got to come from somebody who's in a big leadership role, i.e. a team owner, who can help um, these girls come up through the leagues and and get the kind of funding they need to do um, to get where they need to go and to win, take on this, the same, the, the level of pros that are racing now. And I feel like without that, it's it's just going to continue to kind of be just what it is, which is status quo. Sure. And it's really tough when they keep moving the goalposts. How do you win the game? You know, that that's just beyond frustrating. Yeah, I think, you know, you hear often that companies support women. They're about diversity and inclusion. And uh, STEM gets thrown around a lot. I mean, I I started a biotech company in my garage. I'm probably... At the time, I was a founder and CEO of a biotech company when women weren't doing that. And I was very successful. So, but the reality is when you sit down and you have this kind of an enormous program, um, the dollars just seem to not materialize. And so for me, you know, without being, you know, a Debbie Downer here, that's been one of the hardest experiences of my professional life is the number of doors that continue that have been slammed and continue to be slammed even though um, as a team owner I'm the first woman team owner in IMSA's you know 50 odd year history to actually get a driver on the podium the very first woman owner to ever do that in history you know, I've demonstrated my ability to win and my ability to run a ma- major league team. But again, this is this kind of boils down to the epic issues going on in terms of the sport and uh, and just the the kinds of challenges that, you know, women face in the sport. Well, bravo to you. You're courageous and you're setting the stage and opening the door for women. I, that's just awesome. Well, hopefully, <laughs> thank you. Um, it, you know, I've, I've had success and I've had great failure right now. It feels like great failure. Um, in 2021, I took a run at, at continuing to have partnerships and completely failed. Um, and he, I've basically spent much of this year working on the same thing to get back to the grid as an owner to bring women back together mm-hmm. in these cars and uh, it's a challenge. It's just a real challenge. But yeah, I mean, I, I have not given up and I'm fighting. Good for and you. I think that's the most important thing is, you know, not not letting those kinds of no's or those kinds of rejections make you stop doing what you know is so important to not only the sport, but to women in the sport and to, to all diversity and inclusion in the sport. You know, Jackie, when you and I met at the Women in Leadership Conference for Caterpillar back in 2018, I think, um, I was listening to you speak when you were on stage, and I was awed, completely awed by who you are as a person, your tenacity, your determination, and the fact that you race cars is super cool. Uh, I remember my only opportunity at ever racing was uh, 20 years ago with my daughter. She was just a a little tyke and I had to do the powder puff thing where you can bump and pass on on a... (laughs) (laughs) 
And I had so much fun that we were actually allowed to slam another car. <laughs> and I came in, I was coming in first. And then uh, there's a pile up cars that, that came up ahead. Anyway, I came in third. But the rush that I had, and I realized, oh my God, I'm actually good at this. So fast forward to today, now that I'm operating the biggest truck in the world, although it's not a race car, um, I can kind of a little bit feel the the rush that you might have behind the wheel. Because I mean, you got to admit being operating the largest truck in the world, it's a rush. It is, but it's not something that a lot of women have the opportunity to do. And the fact that I can is, is incredible. But I remember when we met afterwards uh, at the dinner and we were talking and you came and you uh, allowed me to wear your $8,000 helmet. I think it was, I think it was that much. And I couldn't believe how heavy that sucker was like, Oh my God, I still have the pictures. It's like unbelievable. Can you tell me a little bit about that helmet? And why it was so special? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was so great meeting you there. <laughs> I remember us being backstage just as a side, both in our different, uh, uniforms, if you will, getting ready to go out for the Women in Leadership Conference. What a hoot. That was fantastic, Kathy. Yeah. So helmets, when you race at the, the level that, it, you know, the sanctioned racing, which is FIA sanctioned, you know, Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR, these are really fast cars. And so the helmets are specifically designed to keep you from, you know, hurting yourself, i.e. they're special composites. There's a lift mechanism in the helmet that, you know, a paramedic could apply air, it would lift the helmet off. So everything about the helmet, there's radio connection, there's hydration. Um, everything about that helmet is really important to your safety in a car when you're racing, you know, a couple hundred miles an hour. And then what's kind of little known, you know, probably outside racing circles is the way you have your helmet painted, that's how drivers recognize you when you're racing. So that's actually your signature. And those paint jobs are pricey and special people do them. And so the helmet itself is really um, amazing. And then you know, a lot of people have like a gold tinted visor so they can look directly at the sun which really speaks to the concentration and, and just the amazing center point of focus where you're able to just stare straight at the sun as you're racing. So oh, it's man, amazing. Yeah. And it's metaphorical. The whole thing about racing is metaphorical for life in a way. So it's, it's a challenge. It's thrilling. You nailed it, Kathy. It's so amazing. It's you know, I think Steve McQueen said racing is life. Anything before or after is just waiting. You know, Jackie, uh, Kathy has a book called Dream Big. I would say that that's kind of been your mantra. You you don't do anything small. I, I'm super <laughs> impressed with this. <laughs> well, you know, I love Kathy's book. Kathy's book. <sighs> Kathy was kind enough to give me one when we were together at Caterpillar. I said to somebody the other day, I don't think many people would want to live my life because especially with what I'm trying to achieve right now in racing, um, there's no middle ground. So there's either success or, <laughs> you know, maybe I perceive it as failure, but it's a temp temporary setbacks, but it's mm -hmm. high highs and low lows. 
But I think that's what you get when you're fighting and dreaming and, and really trying to accomplish something that probably most people would have given up on a long time ago. So you're either facing a caution flag briefly or you're running wide open pretty much all the time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It makes it exciting, if not completely uh, daredevil. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. TNCRadio.live wants to make sure you purchase a copy of John Schneider's new album, Truck On, that features great songs like Born at a Truck Stop, Truck On, Stand On It, and Cowboys Don't Get Old. John Schneider rocks the life of a trucker in this album. The lyrics are clever, the music is great, and his vocals are his usual best. What's even better is a portion of the proceeds from the Truck On album will benefit St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund, which helps truckers and their families in their time of need. Get the Truck On album at johnschneiderstudios.com or on Amazon. We'll feature a link on tncradio.live. Truckers and St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund will thank you. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. My curiosity is, you said that you hadn't necessarily aspired to be a race car driver. Where did you get all the experience to be able to get to the level you did? I mean, that's super impressive. Yeah, I I just, it's funny, I, I went to, I got bitten by the racing bug, went to racing school, Skip Barber Racing School uh, in California, uh, got my racing license and just, actually my first car race in my lifetime was Daytona, if you can imagine that. Wow. That's so awesome. Wow. Wow. I think I was just dumb enough to not to know better, right? So <laughs> hey, do it big. What the heck, you know? <laughs> it was amazing. I wasn't uh I wasn't I, I wasn't terrible, but I was you know, I was I was probably so overwhelmed being on the high banks and um and at the time that was in a Ferrari and I mean, uh, on the oval, we, it was, you know, we were flat out at 196 miles an hour. So, oh my Lord, <laughs> it was, uh, it was something else, but I, I have had the opportunity to hop in a lot of different cars and, you know, it's just really been, it became passion. It became something that I really heavily pursued. Um, it wasn't until 2018 that I switched hats and became an owner, mainly because often, you know, women in racing, we don't get to compete against each other because we're just all fighting in wherever we're fighting to get to wherever we are trying to go. Sure. Um, and I just saw an opportunity to bring the four top women from four different countries together to challenge the IMSA championship and its history. Um, and, and all my racing led me to that place and just observing racing. You know, and I was looking at, at the different women. You don't hear about them a lot in the media. 
Uh, do you think that maybe the media has something to do with this, too, as to where women are not gaining the prominence that they should get? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's it's actually really dumbfounding to me. Um, I mean, it's interesting because I was after we raced the 2019 season, uh, unfortunately, Caterpillar uh, abruptly departed our our effort. Um and through no, just nothing that had anything to do with us, but, you know, clearly you had like a whole team that suddenly had no help. And uh, so the press did, a, did quite a bit on that story, but I, and, and what's really fascinating about that is it was the front page of sports of the New York times and you know, they did highlight that the team was without help or, mm -hmm. or partnership help. And, and we just didn't receive a single phone call. So your wow. guess is as good as mine. <laughs> wow. It can be so frustrating. You've had what I would call maybe dogged determination. I, I think I'm taking that from my parents, but just a, a determination that I think that has really helped and I think women, when they want to aspire higher, if you will, have to have that. I think we have to work harder than men just to say, hey, I'm out here. Look at me. Right. Oh, I, I think there's no doubt. You know, you have to work harder. You have to fight harder. Um, you know, I'm not just a driver. I, you know, I'm a founder of a big company. I'm, I'm a CEO. I mm -hmm. You know, I think I come with a huge amount of credibility as a team owner. Uh, I'm probably one of the few at my level qualified to go take on the big teams. Um, but it, yeah, of course, it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's something that you've got to get up every morning and just keep punching the bag, right? Yeah. You got to keep yeah. going after it. I was going to say, I see the same even in uh, operating heavy equipment uh, up here in the amount of mines that we have, the percentage of women is very, very small. Like we're in the 1%. And even that 1%, it's like we're constantly having to fight to uh, demonstrate, you know, that we belong here in a sense. So I get it. I really do. It's, it, it's, it's like a constant battle almost, you know, every day you got to show up the top of your game because the, the one day that you're not, well, then that's what the focus is on. You're only, you're only as good as your last five minutes is the term up here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, would you say, Jackie, you've kind of encountered that too? Um, I, I think at the end of the day, you really would, I mean, you're, like Kathy, you're breaking into a sector that, you know, as she just pointed out, there are very few women involved. So you have to get comfortable with this notion that you're, say, in my case, the only female owner walking through pit lane. It's intimidating. It's, uh, you have to watch yourself. You have to perform, you know, you're self-conscious about it because you want to you know, like Kathy said, you're only as good as your last five minutes. So yep. you're really fighting to do your very best and to, you know, make those, get those milestones. And for me to be clear, I want to win. I want to win for women. I want to win in the sport and I want to get back to, you know, ownership and get, get help, get back and help women 
getting those seats. That's really, you know, the big goal for me right now. And it's a huge goal. It's a lofty goal. Um, and again, I'm coming off 2021 where um, it didn't happen. Um, and so that, that was a big, uh, that caused me to pause for quite a while, so. Sure. Well, 2020 certainly caused a lot of disruption. I, I think that it's uh, kind of sidetracked so many companies and people and everything else. So if you have a pause, you, you can just gain momentum again in, in 2022 and really seriously kick some ass, right? Yeah, well, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. You know, look, this comes down to to financial partnerships. And, sure. um, yeah. and that's true in all sports for probably anyone trying to achieve anything in sports. I'm presenting a little bit different picture because um, I'm trying to find partners to support my team as a team owner, mm -hmm. um, arguing that I, I don't think that we can find the women that can be the Indy 500 winner if we don't have someone in a leadership role who's an owner who's actually recruiting drivers who sees the perspective of, of female drivers trying to come up in the sport. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm presenting a little bit different picture than is normal than it, than say a driver looking for a sponsor. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. For those uh, listeners who aren't familiar with the type of racing you do, what is formula three? It's an open wheel car. So okay. it's, if you're familiar with formula one, you don't have yep. a hood over your head. So you're in a, car that looks like a, a mini version of a formula one car mm -hmm. the other cars i've raced um, are sports cars but they're called gt3s they're set up specifically to race or gt daytona um, and i also raced global rallycross the red bull series and those cars are meant to jump and slide and crash and race on pavement and dirt wow um, so I've raced, I mean, I've, I've been in a lot of different cars and, um, and I've done a lot of different training and including stunt driving. So, you know, I, my passion is definitely driving, but right now my passion is to get back to my ownership helm and bring women who are extremely talented back together to this grid and, and race. I would say that my focus is on IMSA, which is the top level sports car racing globally. So think of Le Mans and Daytona, mm -hmm. um, the biggest circuits. Um, I have my eye on IndyCar uh, as an owner. But um, yeah, the main thing is just getting there. Sure. You know, I was in Vegas uh, last week and with my daughter and we were driving by the, there, there's a race car there, racetrack there. <laughs> and I was thinking of you and I was thinking, man, it would be so cool if Jackie and I could take a 400 ton truck and race. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> they only go uh, 70, uh, 50 miles an hour 70 kilometers an hour but man when they're fully loaded and we're going down a straight stretch let me tell you the level of adrenaline that's going through your mind i mean you got a, a million pound chunk of metal just flying mm. through and i'm thinking man if jackie and i could race that would be so much fun they have big, <laughs> big racing that would be great <laughs> yeah oh, i yeah, hope yeah. you have brakes on that thing kathy <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah we do we do brake testing every year which is wicked 
but yeah, it's quite the rush to uh, have a fully loaded truck, 400 tons, go as fast as it can and slam on the brakes and they measure how long it takes to, to stop, like the, the distance wise, it's a rush. It's a real rush. I love it. So well, I can't even imagine your level of racing, right? <laughs> I have right. to tell you, um, I happen to have the unique experience of getting to stand next to one of those trucks during my visit to Caterpillar. And for those of you who don't know, I think I came about, um, I was standing next to the tire and um, the tire towered over me. So- um, Oh yeah, they're 14 feet high, right? Yeah, exactly. So I just wanted to point out that the truck you drive is bad ass that's all i can say <laughs> my baby i you know i still have that haul truck keychain waiting in, in my in my room just to give it to you yet i'm holding on to that sucker we will meet again <laughs> uh, absolutely yeah. oh my gosh yeah i it's it's exciting i like so where you know where i'm at at the moment is um i'm actually pounding on corporate doors right now to see if I can get the proper partnerships back together mm -hmm. to take on the 2022 season. That would be wonderful. You know, what you're what doing I, for women is awesome. It is. It really is, Jackie. You're just amazing. What I've found in my own personal struggles because of just trying to get where I want to be in, in, in life, and it's not all about operating heavy equipment. This is just a day job. But I have found that every next level of your life and where you're going and your dreams and your goals demands a different version of who of, of yourself and who you aspire to be and who what part of you is going to shine and sometimes figuring that part out just requires a different perspective um, what I tend to do is just kind of look at my life and pull like a chessboard and I pull myself out of my own life sort of thing so to speak and I look at it from a different point of view as if I'd be a bird and what is my next piece what is my next move what is my next strategy and sometimes just taking that step back or that different viewpoint allows your consciousness to bring in a different uh, aspect that you wouldn't have normally thought of do you know what I mean yeah and so you know and you got to vibrate higher than the negativity that's that's on your frequency right now right you just got to expand it pull up ahead even though it's hard um you just got to flip it around somehow, right? And pull something deep from inside your soul that's going to give you a different leverage of attack. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it attack because, you know, it, it kind of is a word. <laughs> I love that analogy, Kathy. That's great. <laughs> no, you're absolutely. I mean, that's kind of the introspection that I had coming towards the end of 2021, which is, you know, try not to focus on, you know, that experience, but rethink yeah. the experience and really think about and not not consider failure because you know no matter the outcome i continue to work extremely hard to do something really important and so all of that matters all of it jackie how do you think we can overcome the perception that women will never be as good at racing cars as men I think that there's some perception, and I've heard guys say this. Oh, we, you know, guys, who, they'll, they'll take more risks. Women are afraid to do that. Uh, they don't have the endurance and blah, blah, blah. How do we get around that? Well, you know, just a couple of things here. Um, so the women that are racing uh, the IMSA championship, for instance, it is, so it's, it's a combination of endurance races and 
shorter races, two hours. Our first race of the season is a 24 hour race. And, you know, that's split up by four drivers. So in the driver community, the, the concept that women is not true. They do respect women and women have clearly demonstrated that they have the endurance. Um, the, I think the overall notion that women don't belong there is the wrong notion. Um, I can't say it any other way. We do belong there. And, you know, there's some really important examples in history of women who've succeeded very well in racing. And, and it's time that racing embraced it. I mean, if you look, I mean, there've been some really exciting things. If you look at Bubba Wallace, uh, he just won Talladega. He's the first black person to win a race in NASCAR's history. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had all the, Confederate flags banned from the infield. <laughs> um, there have been some kind of amazing strides. Michael Jordan invested in the team that Bubba um, drives for. Uh, Pitbull just invested in a team that has a Hispanic driver. Uh, we need somebody, you know, similarly to invest in a women's team. Let's, because the women are out there to win. And I will say this because part of your question is this perception of we can't do it. You do need to win races, right? Mm-hmm. You do need to show that you have the, the, you know, professional athleticism to win and the talent to win. I think though, that until we get somebody in an ownership position, or if we get, you know, get somebody who can dr- be a driver of a team, I mean, don't mean like physical driving, but can guide a team that can get women to that spot where they can win in a good enough car and that, you know, with the right funding, then, then I think that that whole thing will disappear. Yeah, because I find it rather amazing. I think they've done some studies that women actually can be sometimes better pilots for jets and that sort of thing because of vision uh, and and, uh, the motor skills. And in terms of driving, professional drivers, um, as a rule, women have fewer accidents. I mean, that is one of the stats in the trucking industry. So to say women can't do it, it's not backed by science for sure. No. And honestly, you know, women are, there are a lot of, I mean, women racers are, you know, they're fast. They're really fast. They concentrate. I, you know, having run a team of the four top pro women from four different countries, I, I witnessed nothing but the highest level of athleticism and professionalism. Um, You know, when I, when I brought the team together uh, and, and we were lucky enough to, to, and grateful to have Caterpillar come on board. Um, you know, I heard a lot of, you know, snide comments about cat fights and all kinds of, mm. you know. Um, and, yeah. and the reality is, is that, um, you know, we're a team and we're, at, we're out there for one reason and one reason only, and that's to win. So we're no different than any other team out there. Uh, we just don't get to see it enough. And that's why, hence my work. I mean, I'm determined Again, I think this comes from true leadership, trying to get um, get women more prominent in the sport. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of fighting. Uh, I'm not fighting. I would say that, you know, I'm working in it 
kind of in a, an amazing way to bring it about, I, I'm actually the one looking at the funding because I think that's really the, the stumbling point oh, at sure. the end of the day. Yeah. So, I, and I mean that in the sense that um, I think for women to start to really win in the sport, once you break that barrier of partnerships and investors and you can get, because you can race a terrible car with very little money and you're never going to win. Right. But yep. if you can get the right scenario together and you have a really competitive car, then there is nothing other than the driver <laughs> that would stop, you know, any success. So there, that it's, it's really, it's a fantastic model. <laughs> well, it's like anything else. If you say you're a jockey with a horse, if you've got a really slow horse and you're a great jockey, you're not going to win. And it finances, unfortunately, that's part of the game. You got to get a really good sponsor so that you can get that better car and then you can get out in front and, and bravo to you for really pursuing this because I want to see women out in front. Yeah, no doubt. No, I, it's such a fantastic sport. And, uh, and, uh, the, you know, it's exciting. There's so much passion around it. Um, yeah, I just want to see it become, you know, more diverse and more exciting and, and more, you know, you can't really gauge competition if 50% of your competitors aren't in the field, i.e. women. So if you're winning, you don't know what you're really, you know, you're only competing against one demographic. So you're not really giving the competition a fair example of what it could be. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. So what advice do you have, Jackie, to women who may not necessarily be race car drivers, but they want to do something and they want to get out in front, but maybe there's some things holding them back. How do they really follow their passion? Ah, oh, I get asked this a lot, actually. Um, you know, you just cannot, you can't be deterred by, you know, any, any negativity. I, whether you perceive it as failure or you didn't, it didn't happen the first time. Uh, there's always a way. And I think you just, if you're really passionate and you're determined and, and, and it's a big part of your life, that's it. You know, you just have to pursue that dream because everything else is just giving in, in my, my estimation. Amen to that. The way I see it is like when the obstacles come, because even myself getting this job, going from, you know, homelessness to, you know, trying to change careers and figure it out, is that when the obstacles come, and they do, is that you can't control what's happening like when the obstacles hit you but what you can do is you can challenge yourself to control the way you're going to respond 
to that obstacle. That's where the power is. Like, I'll give you an example. When uh, I was about to get this job, I had the, you know, the golden egg was right there. And I had this huge obstacle come up in, in terms of, uh, of just some things that I needed to do for paperwork wise. And it was such a major obstacle that I almost gave up. But yet I, I spent two days crying about it. Then I, then I got mad. I said, Kathy, there's no amount of crying that's going to fix this. You got to <laughs> fix this. Mm -hmm. So I got back up and I, and I, I attacked the problem from a different perspective, like I was saying earlier, and I confronted it face on and I'll be dipped if I didn't manage to overcome that obstacle. And here I am today, you know, eight, eight and a half years later. So it, it really is a matter of perspective and finding your inner power and how are you going to choose to overcome that problem? It doesn't matter what's on, on your, on your plate. Right. And, and I really believe that I really, really do. You can either let that squish you or you can squish it basically. <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry or, or you can say another way I, I tend to look at it is that it's okay if you fall and lose your spark it, it's okay but make sure that when you get back up that you rise as a whole fire you know not just a spark you just be that whole entire flame bring it on <laughs> amen to that yeah, yeah I, I think women um, quite often they get maybe more negative messaging uh, especially when we're growing up and that sort of thing. Ah, you can't do that. Um, I have never liked the word can't any more than I like the word no. <laughs> you know, switch the word uh, no and it means on. N-O, flip it around. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. Let game is on, you know. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> yes, yes. And women are hard on themselves. And the messaging still out there is, oh, you got to be pretty and show your cleavage and do this and that. And if you don't look a certain way, ah, forget it. It's still out there and it drives me crazy. It's like, you know, come on. We are who we are and let's bring out our inner strength. And this is who we truly are. And no, you aren't going to say no to me. My dreams and my passion are important. Such great point, Kathy, such a great point. Like I even think about math, right? And just somebody avoiding their checkbook because they really don't understand it. That's an interesting thing for women because I think we self-defeat in a way. Like you talked about, those optical obstacles seem so much bigger <laughs> probably to us than to most. Um, and, and really, if we just tackle them or we get a different perspective and then tackle it. It's sort of like, oh, wow, I just did that. Yep. So it's, it's really cool when you can get over those obstacles with a whole new perspective. But I would say, I think you're right. You know, the no's or the self-defeats, um, you know, that's something that I think women are overcoming. And I think, you know, but I, but I still think it is a human condition, right? You know, when I look at obstacles now, I, uh, I, I imagine a 400 ton tr uh, truck dumping its load in the middle of the road. That's a big, big pile of dirt, right? That's a big obstacle for a little pickup to, to, to come across. So then when I think about other pieces of equipment, well, how does a grader t tackle that, that uh, big pile? You can only do bits and pieces with the small blade that you have for the big pile. So you tackle it a certain way. How does a dozer attack it? You've got a big D11 dozer, which is bigger than, it's massive, 
well, that sucker will just plow right through it, no problem. But then if you have a smaller truck, like a pickup, well, you're, you're not that you're screwed, but you got to kind of go find a different path around it. If you're a smaller truck, like the little 785s, which is basically, I drive the house, the 785s is the garage, it's a smaller truck. Um, well, you find a different way. So whatever, the way I look at it is whatever piece of equipment that I'm operating, I, I tackle the problem differently. So if you look at that in, in terms of life, who you're going to be, who, how you approach the problem is how you set your mindset in how, in, in terms of how you're going to tackle your, your plan. Right. Do you, you kind of get what I'm saying? Yep. Makes yeah. Sense. And, and fascinating because in driving, you know, if you're, you're going to drive where you're looking. So if you're, if you're looking at a wall, you're going to drive right into it. If you're thinking about a million things, you're not going to, you know, be, make those, you know, 10th of second decisions to be competitive. Really at the end of the day, you know, the brain's kind of a powerful, noisy place <laughs> that we have to rein in. I think that's one of the things about racing that's so impressive is, you really, your mind cannot wander. It has to focus. It's sort of a neat life lesson, but you're right, Kathy, you have to, you know, even if you drive to the wall and you hit it, the next thing you do is you've got to get back to the race because it's not over until it's over. Have you ever right. had close calls and how has that affect your, your perception on how you're going to, are you going to keep on racing? Do you know what I mean? Like, have you ever had a really close call? I I've had a few in the truck and I call it the holy shit moments. Like, oh my God, like, you know, and I, you could either just quit the job and say, I'll never do that again. Or are you going to get back on that horse and just keep driving? Oh yeah. Um, yes. I've had a couple of significant uh, racing incidences. <laughs> one at Daytona a couple of years after my first race there and one at Watkins Glen and they were both, massive um but you know you and interestingly um my instinct was to my initial instinct was embarrassment <laughs> um and then i i came to love this saying even a monkey falls out of a tree um so everybody makes mistakes right yeah. so there's yeah. no embarrassment to be had uh, and you got to you got to tell yourself that. And then the second thing was just, you know, the smarts of being hurt in the car. And then the third thing was just after an hour timeout, all I wanted to do was be back in the car. But you go through a range of emotion. And I think that's true in life. And I am. And again, I mean, I, I just because I'd be the only woman at a racetrack or in a race, the embarrassment factor was something that played heavily in my mental attitude. And it was a, it was a guy driver instructor, well-known guy who, who kind of pulled me aside and he goes, Hey, I'm telling you, even a monkey falls out of a tree. I've wrecked, you know, if I'm out of a car for two weeks, I wreck. That just made me, that gave me, strangely a huge confidence in my life in terms of that those kinds of situations um i mean women who are the only ones in a boardroom or you know we find ourselves solo in these situations and embarrassment is often what cuts us down right i'm really lucky that here at work it's the same thing because man like i i 
one my one close call ugh, you got to imagine the house the house that i'm driving is sliding down a ramp does this 360 and i'm going sideways i have no control over this thing where it's going to go i'm heading straight towards another truck and i ended up managing to to move the the my truck into a berm nobody got hurt it was all good but the one of the best things yes there's embarrassment yes there's what could i've done different but the third one was that um, my coworker says you know what We've been doing this for however long and we've all done something. There's all, you know, there's situations that arise and you don't have that control, but you still get back up and you still do it. Right. So that's yeah. really been my help. So it's, it's a matter of maybe giving yourself permission to be human and just keep on trying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We have to wrap it up here. Oh my gosh. What great insight. Ugh. Jackie. This has been an awesome, awesome opportunity. <laughs> I oh really appreciate it. Where do people find more information about Heinricher Racing and, and about you and, and where they can reach out to even help? Well, um, HeinrichRacing.com, you know, it's the same handle on all the social channels. You know, you can private message me, anything. Yeah, and I welcome any outreach or questions anybody may have. And it's been great to be here. Uh, I think it's been an amazing opportunity. I feel so honored to be with both of you. And uh, thank you. What you're a great. Hero. You're my absolute hero. You've you're always wonderful. Been. <laughs> Jackie, you're a wonderful inspiration. And you're going to get ladies out in front. And, and this is marvelous. Well, thank you. Thank you for what you both do. You're both trailblazers. And uh, it's so important to all of us. So I'm so. Kathy, you're my hero, too. So <laughs> there you go. I totally uh, agree. Thank you so much, Jackie, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you both. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada, she's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Thank you for listening to another great interview on TNCRadio.live and the Truckers Network Radio Show. All of the material you hear on TNCRadio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of TNCRadio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at TNCRadio.live.